If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're having a fantastic week so far. Sean McGuire here in the hot seat. Taking you through all the changes in healthcare, insurance, how it affects your pocketbook, as well as how it affects the way that you access healthcare, uh, because that is certainly being changed. And we're going to be taking a look at the year that was 2016, a year in review, and it was certainly a year to remember for many of us that have been covering healthcare, been doing this now for nearly five years, uh, and bringing this program to you, trying to give you a little bit of a better understanding about what is all happening out there because 2017 is set up to be a massive year. And let's review some of the things that have happened here in 2016. We've had major consolidation all across the board, and we have talked at length on the show uh, about these issues. And you can check out our SoundCloud page. Just check out America's Healthcare Challenge on SoundCloud. And you can find some of these episodes where we spend significant amount of time going into these things in depth, such as uh, massive mergers and acquisitions uh, as one. You're gonna be, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Alan Hager here in a moment, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about those from a higher level. If you want more information on them, again, check out our SoundCloud page. There has been massive consolidation in the insurance industry. We've had... Seven of the major insurers go down to four. And um, there are cases pending in the Department of Justice right now in the courts. Uh, the Department of Justice suing a couple of these ma companies over these massive mergers. And this has affected us now as we're in open enrollment. And just a friendly reminder that you've got a few more dairies to sign up through healthcare.gov or through an insurance company direct if you want to have coverage by the first of the year. And the choices out there have been abysmal, I guess is the word that I would use to describe it, Alan Hager, especially in places like states like Arizona, where there are certain counties that have one, maybe zero right. choices for insurance. And I think this really affects all of us. Everybody tries to use the airline industry to as a as an example of how it uh you you saw the same type of thing oh, yeah. happen and then what did we see to the price of flights? Right. They started going up and the services started going down. You used to be able to get a meal on a plane. Now, now there's a shortage of stand-up comedians because they don't have, you know, airplane food to make fun of anymore. Right, exactly. And now you saw, you know, I think it was this week United said uh you know, they're taking away overhead bins for some customers. So, but we've actually been talking about how the healthcare industry is kind of looking like the airline industry at least for two years now. Mm -hmm. So, and what does this mean to the average dude that's out uh, driving around right now? Well, it's going to cost more. I yeah. mean, there, I mean, when you take seven insurance companies and you merge them down to four, all of the trends and everything that you see on the online or in the news is that it's going to increase cost, contrary to what the insurance industry states. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, less choice also means potentially um, poorer services as right. well. And longer waits. Yes, yes. And so uh, as people have probably seen, looking at the 2017 rates, uh, there is a, a problem out there, and one of the segments we're going to spend on this show is examining how 
the Affordable Care Act and the and these these things affected the election because they certainly had a big impact. Oh, absolutely, that. and and I would even go so far as to say they had an impact on the nominating process, especially on the Republican side. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, you had some candidates who came out and weren't very forceful about their opposition to Obamacare. It wasn't that they were for it. It was that they didn't, they they weren't very strong in their views on it. But when you saw Donald Trump stand up there and make the comments that he's made, and he was very forceful in his condemnation of Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act. You know, that got a lot of people's attention real fast. Hmm. So we'll take a little bit closer look at some of the numbers. I'd be interested in looking at the uh, election from a county perspective. Right. To just see how you know how how those numbers broke down, and right. I, I know that you you have that in your head uh, at arm's length, and um, you'll be able to get that. Alan is a specialist in running the numbers uh, f- for these things. Uh, you've probably spent a few hours running the numbers on on all of the local and national elections, haven't you? Yes, I have. So you have to stay tuned for what we find out on that front. And then we're also going to be talking about some of the things to look forward to into 2017 our theme next week is going to be how healthcare will be affected by the trump administration and that's because there's been significant movement in that they have nominated the two folks that would be charged with if they do pass a repeal making that happen or uh, some sort of a health reform 2.0 these are the two people that would be taking the lead they would be uh, replacing Currently, Sylvia Burwell is the Secretary of Health and Human Services, and a man named Andy Slavitt is uh, Administrator for the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, will be replaced by Tom Price and Seema Verma, should they both be confirmed. And we'll have a little bit more on, on their resumes last week. We we kind of began to, to talk about it in the previous episode, we're going to have a little bit more on their resumes now that we've had some time to do that. And then finally, we will conclude with uh, our headlines from the week. You can find all of the things that we're following on our Twitter handle, at America's Canary, because we are the canary in the coal mine of of a pretty scary uh, healthcare industry as it's changing. But I think there are some good things coming down the road. Alan, you've got some good stories, don't you? Oh, absolutely. All right, we fantastic. we got a lot going on. All right, fantastic. And you can also check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. We will be putting out these segments during the week, and it's an easy way for you to re-listen and share what you learn. We'll be right back. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or 
teenager acting out. Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. 402 342 1290 is the phone number if you'd like to join the conversation at any point to share your reflections on 2016. It's been a pretty busy year, hasn't it, Alan Hager? Yes, it has. Uh, lots going on and uh, a lot of people uh, wanting to know what's going on with uh, health care uh, not only at the end of this year but beyond because there's lots of changes coming. Oh, there totally are, especially as it relates to insurance. We began the show talking about some of these mergers and acquisitions. Let's take the listeners a little bit more in depth into what happened and why 2016 was such a critical year for right. this. Uh, so uh, it's kind of started off at uh, the end of 2015 when uh, Aetna, Humana, Cigna, Anthem all announced that they were going to merge uh, into two major uh, entities. And uh, so over the last year, you've just kind of seen the uh, insurance industry, the healthcare industry in general, responding to that. The administration, the FTC, the Justice Department, all responding to it differently. The states respond to it differently. Uh, I think, you know, you see departments of insurance not really saying very much about the mergers of the healthcare uh, insurance companies, but certainly the FTC has uh, certainly laid down the gauntlet, so to speak, for these organizations to to jump through uh, to try and prove that this won't harm customers and patients. Um, but when you look at what uh, the Justice Department has done, you know they've laid it out very clear. Uh, to not only insurance companies in the insurance side, but also to hospitals and other organizations in healthcare, like, for example, Siemens uh, Healthcare selling off uh, the healthcare piece of Siemens to Cerner. Mm-hmm. And so now Cerner is taking over all of the components that uh, Siemens has, minus the radiology side, uh, mainly on the medical record piece. And so that's something that you see. You see hospital systems getting larger. And so at the end of the day, what does that mean for you? And we've seen that going on, that trend going on at least since 2013. But in the last year, it has really taken off like gangbusters. And and if you remember when we were on here the first time, you know, many years ago, we talked about the mergers that would happen. There was a 1999 merger between Aetna and Prudential in the health insurance side, and everybody looked to that. It did not lower cost. And so these mergers, they're saying it'll lower cost by the economies of scale, but it, you know, when you look at it overall, I, I find that very difficult to believe because the federal government's got a lot of say in what they, they do, plus how much profit they make. Interesting thoughts, indeed. Um, I think one of the the biggest things is is people are going to really start beginning to realize as they uh, get into 2017 this impact on choice. Right. And 
um, we uh, reported on it when it happened, and I think this was in August, we found that it was very interesting that the courts were willing to move on these antitrust uh, decisions and hopefully have a decision by the end of the year here. Right. So that, that I guess, would be within the next two weeks or two so. Two weeks. So 2017 really will be kind of an interesting year, don't you think? I, oh, yeah. I mean, you've got the courts are going to have to make a decision on a lot of this insurance stuff. Uh, there is an article out in the paper uh, in uh, – uh, you know, the legal intelligencer, which if you are a legal guy and you want to know more about legal legal uh, things and health care, uh, this is a great place. You know, it's talking about the FTC is still ramping up the antitrust review of health care mergers. But at the same time, you're going to have a change in administration, which obviously is going to lead to a different mindset, you know, in some of these agencies. So what happens with, say, this and so, again, there's a whole lot to come mm-hmm. that we really don't know much about. Yeah, the question that you just brought up, we will cover today in that the um, impact of, of a new administration is is very important. And like I said, next week we're going to ha- have a whole episode voted, uh, devoted exclusively to that because it, it is all about mindset. And one of the things that I think people that are on Medicare need to to understand is that um, there are some significant changes in how Medicare is going to be reimbursing your provider, and that could have an impact on how you access care. Right. They might have seen uh, more and more people um, you being discharged from the hospital with some sort of a technology, for example. To, to help keep them out of the hospital. Right. That's as a result of changes to the Medicare program. Mm-hmm. So these these things that are happening behind the scenes have have a re- really do have a direct correlation on all of us. It's just so complicated. It, it, it's really tough to to get through all the noise to get to the heart of the problem. Oh, absolutely. And you know, here's here's another one that I just thought of this week. You know how they put all the restrictions on flexible spending accounts mm-hmm. uh, with this administration. Is there going to be legislation because, you know, the Republicans seem to be bent on a lot of health savings plans and flexible type spending accounts? Will there be a move again to loosen up the regulations on those flexible spending accounts to spend on, say, over-the-counter stuff like there used to be? Mm -hmm. So that's something for a consumer to think about as they may be uh, putting money back into a, a flexible spending account. You know, because it is one of those situations where the FSA is use it or lose it. If you don't, if you've got money to spend, be sure to spend it by the end of the year. Otherwise, you're going to lose it or lose it. So shouldn't they just be able to keep that? That just seems to make more sense. Well, that's how much does it cost the government if somebody keeps that? I, 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 yeah, well, that's, I guess, might be the only reason they would be pushing back, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, and that's always been a discussion. At the Capitol in Washington, about flexible spending accounts, is why should it be use it or lose it? Why can't they carry that those funds from year to year? You know, maybe that's what a health savings account is supposed to be, mm-hmm. and so you kind of differentiate between the two that way. But I think you're going to see maybe some legislation come down one to loosen the regulations on what are used in flexible spending accounts, and two, whether or not you can. Uh, use it or lose it or continue to build that little pot of money up. Um, Democrats have always been staunchly opposed to expanded use of flexible spending accounts. I remember that from my time in Washington, and it still continues today. Do you, do you remember why? Uh, it was just a fundamental belief of that the government knows best, one, and two— that flexible spending accounts aren't, you know, they want to go back to the old way of uh, it be costing you $20 to go to a doctor and you not seeing what the real cost of care is. Well, that I'm sorry, that's unaffordable and that's un-American and that's not the way things, you can't do that. You can't hide the costs. It's the only insurance in the world that you don't know what the true cost is. 
It's crazy in that regard, in my opinion. Democrats, you cannot do that. You can't have insurance where you don't really know what the true cost is. Right. And that was, if if I'm going back, right, a lot of it was they wanted to go back to, you know, Twenty dollar copays and single payer and Hillary Care type stuff from the nineties. Right. So to conclude this segment, I'm going to share a story. You can find it on my Twitter page at Sean M. McGuire. A U.S. attorney argues Aetna Humana deal violates antitrust law. U.S. Justice Department. Uh, this was Monday of this week. Uh, in in and this is in regards to what we were just talking about, which was Humana and Aetna, the $34 billion deal, uh, the, the Justice Department filing a lawsuit arguing it would lead to higher prices for seniors and the disabled on the Medicare. Well, yeah, because they're the, they, would, they are the largest provider of Medicare Advantage insurance mm-hmm. plans in the country. Right. And for those people who use individual insurance under the Affordable Care Act as well, because right. Aetna's a big one there, yep. although they did pull out of several states, but they're still one, one of the biggest ones here right. in the, uh, the heartland. A witness called by the government, which was an executive, um, has shown internal documents that appear to show that they considered a major competitor. Uh, they considered Humana a major competitor, but not original Medicare. Um, but this is a, just something that's really interesting. It said, Aetna did say it would not return to the exchanges until 2019 at the earliest. Um, and their attorney argued that traditional Medicare and Medicaid Advantage did not compete and there would soon be more competition. And so we'll see what happens when they, when they, um, more issue co- their decision. Yeah. I guess my question then becomes more competition from where, because at the current pace of, you don't see anybody jumping up and down going, I'm going to get into the insurance market. I'm going to start selling insurance. You don't see that from a large corporate perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they talking about? Are they talking about co-ops again, or are they talking about, you know, sharing plans of insurance bills? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what I guess I'm confused by with that. Was there anything that clarified that? Mm-mm. No, not in this article, but we'll uh, look into it. Maybe we should write an a, a a blog on it and you can check out health reform explained which is our blog uh, for for all of that uh, finally uh, to conclude the justice department just for the record it did file the other lawsuit in july to stop anthem and their 45 billion dollar purchase of cigna that's currently underway as well in the same courthouse and they do say that these trials will be over before the inauguration and so uh, he has said that he plans to repeal and replace Obamacare and is in favor of traditional Medicare, but it, that it should be modernized. And so that will be interesting to see how, how that plays out. So when we come back, we're going to take a look at um, the new HHS secretary, a nominee, uh, member of Congress, Tom Price, and the CMS Alan's shaking his fist because you met him. Recently. Oh, yeah. Did. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We should try and get him on the show. That'd yes, we should. Um, and then also uh, Seema Vermin. And uh, we're going to talk about them and their backgrounds and what that means for the future of Medicare and what that means for the future of MACRA, which is uh, an important piece of legislation that's just kind of hanging out there that not, not many people are talking about it. So we'll, we'll discuss that. That is our second biggest story of the year uh these two nominees we'll be right back this is america's Healthcare challenge online at healthreformexplained.com or you can check out our facebook page.com slash america's healthcare challenge oh and you might say brought me fame i don't think i could just talk enough about lucille 
Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. You worked hard, scraped and save for years and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience event or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click OmahaPressClub.com to learn more. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290. Looking back at 2016 this week and... Letting you know about uh, the biggest headlines that caught our attention. If this is the first time you're here in the show, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. You can find more of this information on our SoundCloud page or on healthreformexplained.com. Our second biggest story uh, of the year, Alan, is the nomination of these two um, uh, folks to lead the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services as well as the the person to head the Department of Health and Human Services. Right. You got to meet Dr. Price recently, didn't you? Yes, I did. How was that? Uh, I I would say that it was an honor and a privilege to meet someone who, you know, he is a critic of President Obama's health care law, but I don't think there's anybody more prepared to take on the challenge of trying to fix a broken health care system in this country. And I, I think Tom Price is far and away the best choice for Secretary of Health and Human Services and maybe, honestly, the best choice he's made yet as far as his cabinet selection. Really? Yes. Because of those reasons? And also, because he's also the House Budget Chairman, too. Yes, exactly. He knows, he, he knows the big picture. He knows the budget piece of it, but he also understands, having been a physician, what works and what doesn't. And, you know, I would I would say this. The practicing physician and the patient could have could not have a better friend in the secretary's office than Tom Price. Really? Yeah, I truly believe that because he just un- well, he's he understands it. He's the first physician to do to to head this agency. Ab- right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he knows that he knows the inner workings of Congress. I mean, there's a lot of articles out there though. A lot of people are, are concerned uh, about him and they're concerned about the future of their Medicare and, and stuff like that. What, right. What do you have to say about that? Well, you know, Chuck Schumer has been talking about saying that Congressman Price has been proven to be out of the mainstream when it comes to Medicare and the affordable care act. You know, Dr. Price has a relationship with lots of patients. He knows that intricate patient-physician relationship. Mm -hmm. 
He also knows what it's like to deal with Medicare and Medicaid and insurance companies because doctors have to do that on a daily and weekly basis when they submit their paperwork mm-hmm. every time. You know, they have to sign off on their papers every day or they don't get paid. Um, and so, uh, you know, he introduced legislation that would make it easier for doctors to defend themselves against malpractice lawsuits, be able to enter in to private contracts with Medicare beneficiaries. Under contracts like this, the doctor could opt out of Medicare and charge uh, a little bit more than the uh, amounts normally allowed by the program rules. Now, think about that. You know, a MRI costs $200, for example, and Medicare only pays about 20 You know, so things like that. Um, you know, so... He does have an intimate knowledge of Medicare. You know, the Democrats are going to sit there and say, you know, he's extreme on Medicare. Medicare is going broke and nobody's doing anything to fix it. Mm -hmm. They're not. And so, you know, at least he's coming up and saying, you know what? We need to stop dealing with, you know, the doc fix every year. We need to update the physician fee schedule each year and issue rules that can have a good influence on the practice of medicine. In fact, you know, Mr. Price has offered up ways to modernize and update Medicare and Medicaid. And so he has done a lot more than what people really realize in that regard. And so uh, they can they're trying to make it a single side issue when he sees all sides of that issue. And so I would say to those who don't agree that Tom Price is a good choice, look at all sides. He at least knows all sides of the issue, just not the, what the physician knows or what the patient knows, but he also has intricate knowledge of all parts and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. So, And it's actually probably been quite a while since we've had somebody that, that's, ha- that's been able to do that. Oh, I would think so, too. Because I mean, look. Let's look back. Who have been some of the predecessors? I think Sylvia Burwell's done a really good job, much better than the person before her, who was terrible. I thought it's Catherine Sebelius, and she was a governor of Kansas. Yeah. And before her was who? Michael Levitt. Yep, Mike Levitt governor. from the governor of Utah. And before him was. Uh, uh you had Tommy Thompson, the governor, governor of, Wisconsin. of Wisconsin. You had Donna Shalala. Which is interesting. You had a Democrat and a Republican, both from Wisconsin, back to back. You had Lewis Sullivan uh, from Georgia. You had Otis R. Bowen uh, of Indiana. He was uh, Reagan's. Uh, he started, or no, excuse me, that would have been, uh, yeah, no, Reagan. Yep, he was with Reagan. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there hasn't been too many physicians or insurance people involved in the agency. And so it's, it's going to be a good thing that a physician actually leads that up. I agree. And I think so he, he, he may arguably be the most qualified nominee ever. Yeah. Oh, I don't disagree with that. Especially for the fact that he's the chairman of the budget committee currently sits on, uh, on the house budget committee. And people don't realize, but, HHS, that department makes up, it's a trillion dollars. So it's yes. like, that's got to be in our federal budgets around what, four trillion? Four point three trillion dollars. So yeah, so we're looking at nearly twenty five percent of our budget. Well, and remember just how big healthcare is as far as gross domestic product is. You know, was it seventeen point three, seventeen point, you know, almost eighteen yeah. percent of the GDP is related to healthcare, some way, shape, or form. This is probably the most qualified person for that position. So uh, I'm excited to see how these nomination hearings play out. And Congress is going to get right back at it first third of January. I think they're still in there for their lame ducks. But yes, not sure if they will have uh, time to get, get to him this year. But that will uh, be something. Let's take a moment now to talk in, about his top lieutenant, I would say. Yes. Which would be the administrator of uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, overseeing Medicare and Medicaid. 
major implementer of the Affordable Care Act. They put up healthcare.gov, for example, would have gone to gone, I think, to under them. And I know they have major authority to implement a lot of the Affordable Care Act. Right. And what a lot of people haven't been talking about, and we've talked about this a little bit, but in 2017, we're going to spend some serious time looking at MACRA, which is actually a bipartisan piece of legislation that was um, passed, uh, rec- I guess, a little bit over a year ago, reforming the Medicare um, uh, payment system right. for yep. physicians. Yep. Well, and, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Seema Verna, who is the administrator selected to head up CMS, she worked with Mitch Daniels and Mike Pence to develop Indi- develop Indiana's uh, consumer-driven Medicaid program. Yes, she's the architect of Indi- Healthy Indiana Plan, Yes, the nation's first consumer-directed Medicaid program. Uh, it was, yes, in Indiana, like you said. Um, she's uh, done a lot there and consulted nationally as uh, president of uh, SVC Inc., which is a health policy consulting company. And um, she's uh, going to have a, a quite a... Um, a large load to, to handle. That's right. For sure. Well, and you know, I, I'm excited that he picked somebody from Indiana. Cause honestly, one of the States that we've talked immensely about on the show over the last year and the uh, things that they've done in Indiana, because they got a waiver on Medicaid uh, was Indiana. And what uh, Dr. Verma uh, has been able to accomplish there. Uh, you know, drafting legislation with legislators and the governors there that focus on individual responsibility, requiring contributions to HSA-type accounts, Uh, you know, trying to figure ways out. And, you know, it seems like everybody that's talking about this program uh, does nothing more than say it's a success and it's challenging Medicaid norms. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, so she she's gonna be. Um, I think she's a good pick. I think she'll she'll do a good job and probably get get this shift towards more state based solutions, which is something we've also talked about at length on this show as well. And I think uh, I saw an article this week. I should start uh, dusting off some of these stuff I've talked about three years ago, but starting to actually become popular now. Yeah, you know, I, like this innovation waiver for example well yeah the innovation waiver and uh allowing the you know the innovators you know the incubators of ideas what are the states in this country to be the incubators of ideas and the innovators of plans like this you know because let's be faced when the federal government comes down with a top-down solution one size fits all it may work in California. It may work in New York. It may not work in Nebraska. Our needs here are different than those in those other states. And so what the federal government has to do, and I think this administration is going to do, is say, you know what? We're going to block grant dollars back to Nebraska for this program or that program, and they're going to allow us in the states to design programs that work for us, mm-hmm. not allowing the federal government to carry a sledgehammer and force us all into a box mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a good uh good way to put it there alan uh any other thoughts on this uh this topic when we uh come back we're gonna look at the uh third biggest development this year which would be the impact the affordable care act had on the elections any else on uh these two nominees uh, I, than- i'm just excited for both of them especially again i think because just i've got to meet and talk with dr price uh, here recently, uh, I look forward to seeing what he's able to do in the next year working with the Congress because he does have those relationships to get things done. Great. So, all right, that's that's great. Uh, coming up next segment, uh, the third uh, topic, the impact of the ACA on elections. We're going to have some numbers for you, uh, breaking it down. And uh, we do know that uh, it, it did have a lot of a lot of uh, people upset, and so we will uh, talk about that. But uh, let's take a look more at why uh, they would be upset, and uh, what we can do to fix it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. 
HealthReformExplained.com is our blog, and uh, we will be right back. I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded Edie Bellis to help your business make sure it doesn't get caught in a bureaucratic trap coming out of Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill working for the Senate Finance Committee when the Affordable Care Act, commonly referred to as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let Edie Bellis guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing rules and regulations that will affect your organization regardless of size. Our team has been specializing in the Affordable Care Act and consulting since it began. We offer custom consultations, seminars for you and your employees, and can help your company prepare these necessary IRS forms that leave a penalty of $500 for noncompliance. We also offer advice on employee benefits and can help you find the latest technology solutions to help automate your business. For more information, check out edbellisinc.com or give us a call at 402-884-9020. At edbellisinc.com, you can sign up for our exclusive newsletter to stay on top of the latest coming from Obamacare. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience event or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. Listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402 342 1290 or at 800 577 1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. 402 342 1290 is the number if you'd like to. Join the conversation in uh, our last moments here together, but we're uh, taking a look at our uh, uh, at the impact of the uh, election and, and the Affordable Care Act on the election, and that that uh, I, I think arguably might have been the biggest domestic issue that that people were upset about. Oh, totally. Uh, that would definitely be at the top of the list as far as anger on a, one specific issue. Matt, um, do you believe that um, that the American electric was pretty angry about this issue? I mean, you're you're really in touch and you're talking to people, especially uh, over at the university too, uh, as a graduate assistant. Um, do you think people over there were angry about this? Or <laughs> uh, in 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 a context of of the academic of academia, no, I I don't think they were very upset. Uh, they actually. Uh, from a couple of, I mean, this is just, this is anecdotal evidence, right? But the, the few professors, the few people I've talked to, uh, they actually found a way to blame the Republicans for all this um, because they said that um, the Republicans were so intent on not letting Obama, uh, you know, Obama's policies uh, get worked through the system. And they were so um, hell-bent on stopping him at every at every turn uh, that they that Obamacare ended up not being a bipartisan issue which they in turn uh, you know basically blame it on the Republicans so you know, because the Republicans wouldn't work with the Democrats on Obamacare now this is their point of view right I mean we know a different we have a different perspective on this but 
Um, yeah, that's their that's their point of view. But um, generally speaking, I would say I mean I would say that Obamacare did a lot to uh, solidify the base, uh, the conservative base, um, people that. Uh, we're just kind of tired of progressive policies. I think a lot of the Tea Party movement that came up had a lot to do with mm-hmm. um, with with that legislation. Oh, yeah. um, and and this kind of like in the third hour of the night uh, being passed through. And um, you know we've seen some of our worst legislation, in my opinion, in the last 150 years of this country. I think some of the worst legislation has been um, you know not bipartisan has been passed in the middle of the night. Uh, sometimes even during this uh, Christmas season, for example. <laughs> and so I I think. Uh, it it, it it did a lot, I think, to uh, kind of end the um, kind of end the end the Democrat control over over government. I think this piece of legislation had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's I think that's that's 100 percent on. And then I, I think mm-hmm. also it, it's just kind of interesting that um, now it's the Republicans have to, like, all of a sudden pick up this mess. And if they don't do a good job, then then all of a sudden this whole thing is going to be blamed on them well yeah and you hit the nail right on the head with that comment right there you know democrats when they took office in 2009 they had one year or you know two years there and they could push anything through that they wanted and they put all of their eggs in the basket on health care if you've noticed since health care reform took effect the democrats numbers in the house and the senate have steadily been declining they've been losing lots of seats and so uh, I think this election totally had everything to do with, with you know, Obamacare as well as, you know, just people feeling like they're getting left behind in the economy. Mm-hmm. But I still think the bigger picture item of health care, you know, when it, you see your health care premium go up from, you know, $600 a month to $1,800 a month in some cases or, you know, three times or whatever, you know, uh, those are pocketbook issues. And Republicans finally took our advice and started talking about issues that matter to people. And that's why they won at the ballot box. I mean, when you see when you see some of these, um, what, what was the guy's name, Sean? You know the guy's name that was that they it was on the interview and basically basically just admitted that they Jonathan pushed, Gruber yeah I mean that Gruber quote I mean the people we gotta put that in the imaging we really do I mean that needs yeah. to be like that needs to be part of like the show right I mean yeah. that needs to be part of the introduction for next year um, but I mean people aren't stupid you know it, and it goes back to what Alan was saying about I don't know a half hour ago about this fundamental philosophical difference between conservatism and liberalism and and what why I'm a conservative is because I believe in people I believe in the the ability for people to know what's good for them and and how to manage their own money, how to manage their own health care, how to manage their children's education. I believe in the individual. Um, I believe that liberals do not. I believe they think they have a, a, an elitist kind of point of view and they think, you know what, we can manage all this for you better than you can manage it for yourself. Hey, that's the idea of a central planner. Absolutely. And I think that philosophy is being holistically rejected and we've seen that in the last three elections well in this this you know go back to 2012 obama won about 22 percent of the counties or 620 counties okay now contrast that with this election hillary clinton won about 15 percent of the counties or 400 counties so 420 yeah so and he won how many over almost 700. And so when you look at that 7% shift, okay, think about this. It's a 7% shift. That's a seismic shift, especially when it comes to the states in which Trump's flipped. So the fact that he flipped Michigan, the fact that he flipped Wisconsin and Mich- and Pennsylvania, you know, those are seismic shifts. Because remember the last time Pennsylvania went Republican? A long time ago. 1988. Okay. The last time Michigan went Republican. 19. When was it? 1988. Oh, that year too? Okay. That was off the Reagan Revolution. Okay. Seismic shift. 
this was a seismic shift election. It took the flip of about 200 counties in the country to get a new president and to elect President Trump. And he did say that this was the number one issue he heard on the campaign trail. Yeah. And so look at those three states. Just look at those three 242 states. 242-county difference. Yeah. 242. 242 more. counties. And so when you look at where those counties are, point to three states, and even Ohio in that case. Really quick, I'm going to interrupt you because that's what I wanted to jump in and say. There's a couple counties in Ohio that hadn't gone red since Hoover. Mm-hmm. Talk oh, about yeah. a seismic shift. Yeah. That's an 8.5 on the Richter scale when yeah. you've got counties that haven't gone since Hoover. Yes, and that's my point is when you look at this, okay, she lost 242 counties that went for Obama in 12. That cost the election. It was that small. And so when you start talking about numbers and people say, oh, one vote doesn't matter. I bet you know 500 people in a county that could have changed that election, you know, because everybody knows at least 250 people. Mm-hmm. So you go with the old marketing 250 rule. Dude, one vote matters because you're, you're talking 242 counties that changed the course of this election. And it... 300 or 400 counties probably will change again, you know, with the next cycle. So, you know, Republicans have to be cognizant of that. Yeah, for sure. So I, I don't know. It's going, I, I'm actually uh, excited to be doing the show for, for a while into the future. Um, If you're ever interested in your organization or if you, you believe in, in something like this, we're going to be setting up a, uh, a GoFundMe type of account to donate to to help us keep bringing you more and more of this information if you like what you heard because um, this is um, this next year is going to be unbelievable. There is going to be the biggest throwdown. Like this is like the last battle uh, oh. for the <laughs> the Democrats' last stand is going to happen on healthcare. Oh, absolutely! And, and, and you can bet your bottom dollar that they're going to fight back and 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 everything that is proposed will be opposed i'm telling you now this thing is not over and they are going to try every way shape or form to take this thing down the democrats are going to try and hold it on as long as they can because they're going to get steamrolled Uh, on this issue on this issue prediction i I, either join us or go away. Well, it's, I I hope both sides can come to an agreement because I think healthcare needs to have a bipartisan solution. If they can do it for macro. Why can't they do it for this? But it is just an issue politics, of, of cost dude. and politics. And uh, fortunately for you, that's kind of what we specialize in: uh, being a couple of politicos and also uh, knowing the numbers. So. We, until next week, uh, have a great time. Uh, good luck with your holiday shopping. And when we come back uh, on our next final episode of 2016, Healthcare in a New Administration, we will have Stuart Sonnen with us breaking it down for you. We'll be Merry right. Christmas. Take care.